0: Last week, we wrapped up our summer series called The Journey. Uh, if you haven't heard it, it's on our, all of our uh, podcast platforms. It's on our YouTube channel. It has a playlist. You can go here. It was all about faith. And throughout this year, 2022, one of the things that the Lord's been stirring in our heart was to really build culture. And one of the things that we've been doing throughout the year, and if you remember from last week, I, I made a statement that said, whatever you tolerate or whatever you celebrate is the culture we create. And so intentionally throughout this year, we've been talking about our values to build culture as a church and who we are and what we do and what we're, we represent. And the first one that we introduced and talked about this year was refill. And we said with refill, you've got to keep your tank full. Have you ever seen anybody walking down the side of the road with a little red canister in their hand? Anybody ever seen anybody like that? I'm not going to ask you if you've had to do it. But if you've ever seen anybody doing that before, it means one thing. Their car is somewhere out of gas. Like... If I call, if I run out of gas and I call Marco, like Marco's not gonna walk, right? He's gonna go in their car, they're gonna figure something out, they're gonna bring me the gas. But if you see somebody walking in a red thing, you know they ran out of gas. And we chronically live our lives on empty. And when we live our lives on empty, one little traffic jam, oh, one little traffic jam, can make you run out of gas. So we have to daily refill. We talked about refresh as one of our values. And we said, even in the busy season, See, refresh is talking about Sabbath. One of the, in my personal humble opinion, I, feel, I believe by Christians it is the most broken commandment. Some Christians don't even know that thou shalt keep the Sabbath is a commandment. And it doesn't mean that a specific day of the week is the day we take. No, it is the principle that one day a week, even in the busy season, we need to rest. We need to refresh. And this is the way I love to say it. If it was important enough for God to model it, I think I should follow it. And we see Jesus model so many things, but the first thing God modeled at creation was he made everything, and on the seventh day, he took a chill. He didn't need it, but it was to show this hard-headed individual. I mean, you're not as hard-headed as me, but I'm pretty hard-headed to show this hard-headed individual, if you don't refresh, there's going to be a problem. We talked about the value of celebrating, celebrating, honor the moment. I say it this way, pause, find the win and honor it. Can I be vulnerable for a minute? This past week, I got some news that was unsettling, some news that, that hurt a little bit. And uh, it, it, it made things kind of like, just probably a lot of like doubts and different things. And I stopped and I started writing down all the wins that I've seen God do over the course of the last week and two and then all summer. And guess what? The problem went away. Not the issue, but the weight I was carrying for it. Why? Because I took a moment to reflect on everything else God had done. Because man, aren't we experts at finding the one little blemish on the shirt? We're experts at seeing what's missing. It is in our DNA. It starts at you're two years old and you tell the kid you got to leave the park. It's like, it's the worst day ever. We've been in the park for three hours. What do you mean it's the worst day ever? I told you five minutes. I give you three hours. What's the deal? And, and, and because of that circumstance, because of that, we tend to only ponder on those things that hurt. But if you pause and you find the wins in your life and you celebrate them, you're able to keep going. And today i want to talk about another important value and if you've been a part of our church for any amount of time you've seen this it's one of the things actually i think we're well known for and it's the value of generosity the value of generosity now before you tune me out i'm not talking about money and we're not picking up two offerings as a matter of fact we don't even pick up offering in our services we believe that if you understand the principle you're going to do it so we don't even make time to pick up offering so if i say generosity and you think money be relieved we're not talking about money Generosity is actually a heart thing and the way I like to think about it is we're being generous just because Just because it's a heart posture and I'm going to teach you through the Word of God that in a minute, but as a definitions guy I looked up the word generosity and The word generosity means this the quality or fact of being generous the quality or fact of being generous as a former teacher One of my biggest pet peeves is when I am given the word in the definition, right? Like, so what is generosity? It's being generous. Okay, right? Like, what does that mean? So then I took it a step further, and and on the dictionary, I looked up what is the word generous. And the word generous in the Webster's Dictionary says this, liberal giving, open-handed, liberal giving, open-handed you know when your hand is open you can't hold on to anything and that is what the picture of generosity is it's not mine it's yours open-handed and let me tell you let me show you why god blesses us It's, it's it's right there at the beginning all the way from genesis chapter 12 when god calls abram we see the purpose and the reason why god blesses his children and god blesses his people genesis chapter 12 starting in verse 1 says now the lord had said to abram get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed sum it up this way God told Abram I'm gonna bless you so that you can be a blessing so what do we take from that God blesses us in order to be a blessing God blesses us in order to be a blessing now I, I told you a minute ago I'm not going to talk about finances and that's not the only way of being generous because generosity is a part posture it is a posture of the heart you know why I can tell you that is not about finances I know some really wealthy people that are not generous And I know some people that don't have, I mean, they live tighter than paycheck to paycheck and they're super generous because it's a heart posture. It's a condition of the heart. As a matter of fact, the biggest generous action that God gave mankind did not even involve money. It was his son being given to die on a cross that you and I might have access to the father. That has nothing to do with money. It was his heart's desire that you and I would be able to have relationship with him. And since as human in our sin, we can't do it, he said, I've got a way. I will give my most amazing beloved possession, my only son, so that the people would have access to me. What an act of generosity. And here's the other part of it. Just because he was generous doesn't mean everybody receives it but your heart posture cannot change. I don't know if you've ever tried to be generous with somebody and they tell you, oh no, I don't, no, 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 I don't. And then the enemy tries to use that to get you to stop being generous, to get you to stop being a blessing to people because the last time I tried, I failed because the person didn't want it. But your heart posture has to stay right with God and say, I'm generous just because, just because. So again, he blesses us to be a blessing and it starts with a posture of the heart. Now I said it and I want you to write it down. Generosity is not just tied to finances. It's not just tied to finances. You can be generous with your time. I mean, perhaps you started at a new company and you found somebody that was there longer, that had more and more knowledge of the corporation, more things, and they took up their time to train you and build you up. They were generous with their time. Somebody with the right heart posture is never too busy to make time for someone they want to be generous to. Again, it's not about money. It's about the posture. You can be generous with your talents. You can be generous with your giftings. You can be generous by simply listening to someone. Generosity is the posture of the heart of saying open-handed, what is mine, I can turn over and help you with. And whatever that person might need at the moment, generosity, generosity is not just a financial thing. And I want to show you that through Luke chapter 10. Many of you have heard this story before. But we're going to look at it slightly different this morning through the eyes of generosity. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse number 25, it says, And behold, a certain lawyer, let's let's take a time out for a second. It's not talking there what you know as a lawyer in today's society. It's not talking about, you know, Joseph attorney at law, Right. It's talking about a person who was an expert in the law, the Mosaic law. That's who a lawyer was. So just want to make sure we're on the same page because some of you are like, a lawyer? There was lawyers back then? No, no, different type of lawyer, all right? And he says, the lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, Jesus, I love Jesus. Jesus answers so many questions with questions. And he looks at the guy and he says, what's written in the law? What is your reading? What is your interpretation? What is it that it says, Mr. Lawyer? And the guy looks and this is what he answers. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself love god love people that's what i need to do jesus says you have answered rightly do this and you will live and then he does what we do all the time the guy wanting to justify himself and I say we do this all the time because, oh, how we try to auto-justify or self-justify why we did what we did or why we didn't do what we should have done or why we did, right? Like, we tried. So this guy knew what the law said and then tells Jesus, trying to justify himself, who's my neighbor? So who's my neighbor? Like, the, 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 who, who do I got to do this to? Love God, love people, but who do I have to love? so jesus tells him a story a certain man went down from jerusalem to jericho and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing wounded him and departed leaving him half dead now by chance a certain priest came down that road and when she saw him he passed by on the other side likewise a levite when he arrived at that place came and looked and passed by on the other side but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion so he went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine and he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him on the next day when he departed He took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three, Jesus asked the lawyer, which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the lawyer said, he who showed mercy on him. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Now, let's look at this here for a second. Jesus talks about three people. The priest, really highly looked upon in the Jewish culture. The Levite, also highly looked upon. People with high responsibility. The priest was supposed to take care of the stuff of the temple, doing the sacrifices, doing the teachings. The Levites they did the worship. They took care of the candles. They took care of of the incense. They took care of all those different things, right? They were high standing people and a Samaritan. The Samaritan is the people that the Jews did not see eye to eye with. There was culture wars between Jews and Samaritans. So much so, it shows us the lawyer doesn't say the Samaritan. The lawyer says the guy that showed mercy. He can not even bring himself to say it. Jesus uses him as the example of what it means to love people or be generous. See, what is the first thing we see in the heart of that good Samaritan? It says that he was moved with compassion. Do you know that the majority of Jesus' miracles on earth start by saying, and Jesus being moved with compassion? Jesus being moved with compassion? Being moved with compassion? Do you know that that word compassion, when the original language in the Jewish culture it meant this This thing that came from the innermost bowels that came from the inside from the heart to express outward in other words out of the inside of the heart posture came out the generosity and then he breaks it down he says he went to him if you're taking notes i want you to write this down generosity goes generosity goes what do i mean by generosity goes generosity has movement it has action again not just finances if i'm going to give time i'm going out of my way to give time it goes it sends the text message it makes the phone call it does the thing generosity goes it has movement it doesn't just stay what as a matter of fact did we see the priest and the levite do crops on the other side to not even be close to the guy that was hurt i i can't get dirty i can't let, uh, get in, 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 into this thing i i no no let me walk on the other side but the samaritan moved with compassion from the innermost his heart posture to help this man who had been beaten left naked and half dead on the floor he first thing he did is he went to him then it says he bandaged him It says that he poured oil, he poured wine, and I wrote it this way, generosity brings healing. Generosity brings healing. But let me tell you something, not just healing to the person that gets seen, it brings healing to you. Generosity brings healing to you. When you're able to go out of your way for somebody, it brings healing to you. When you're able to see someone's need and go out of your way, you see someone who in their face, you can tell the pain they're in and you go up to them and generously in a heart posture say, God loves you and sees you. It brings healing to them, but it brings healing to you. You're dealing with depression and anxiety and worry, find someone to show God's mercy and generosity to, it'll start fixing it inside of you. It brings healing to you. As a matter of fact, if you look at medical journals, it talks about how when someone's dealing with depression, one of the things that psychologists will tell them to do is find someone else to help. Why? Because it changes your heart posture. You stop looking at just me. In the society we live in today, everything's about me, right? Social media is all about me. Have you ever, like, okay, this is fun. Has anybody ever asked you to take a picture of them and when they give you the phone, it's looking at you? Because they were just taking selfies and then they gave you the phone? It happened to me, uh, Pastor Holst and I went to film the, the promos for, uh, for the baptism last week, and we found a German, this German family, they were all trying to take this picture. It was a family of like 10 or 12 people. Like, it was a big thing. The guy's arm was not long enough, right? Like, he's trying to take a picture, and, and, and he's like, and he just looks at me, and he spoke in German. I don't know what he said, but he showed the phone. So I was like, all right, cool, so he gives me the phone. So he gives me the phone, and I go to take the picture, and it's me. I was very tempted to snap a photo, say, cheese, right? Guy gets back to Germany, goes to print his pictures. Who's this crazy guy, right? And then the screen's in German. And I'm trying to figure out. I was like, okay, well, that looks like a Maybe if I click that one, right? We're so programmed in today's culture to think of me. How does it benefit me? How does it help me? So when you change your heart posture to how can I help someone else, it starts to realigning the things in you because God wants us to think about others, because God thought about us when he sent Jesus, because God thinks about everyone else to how can I be there? How can I do? So generosity, it goes. Generosity brings healing. The other thing that we see there that it says is that generosity carries. Generosity carries. Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, the verse specifically says that after he bandaged him and cleaned him up, he picked him up and put him on his mule, put him on his animal to carry him over to the inn. Let me tell you something. Sometimes in our most darkest of days, a smile from a person will carry us through to the next moment. Sometimes in the most difficult situation, a hug from someone a text message, a phone call. That's why I'm telling you, generosity is more than finances. You know when you're driving down the road or you're in the middle of something and randomly somebody pops into your head? How do we respond? See, I'm gonna tell you what I used to do before I grew in faith in the Lord. Somebody would come into my head, I was like, wow, that was random. I haven't thought of that person in so long. Well, I hope they're doing okay. And maybe I'd pray for them. But then I realized When God randomly puts somebody in my head, I need to call them or text them. And sometimes I I just randomly, it happened this week, I was driving on the way, where was I driving to? I was driving to Florida Christian to to something, I don't know what I was going, to the school. And I was driving down the road and this old friend of mine just popped into my head. I haven't talked to this guy in probably a couple years. And I sent him a text message. Hey, you just came into my mind. I am praying for you, for your family. How are you doing? See, I learned because there was many a moment where I got a text like that or a phone call like that. And the person's generosity of their time to reach out to me carried me to where I needed to get to. God, people don't just jump into your head. God puts them there because you're the answer And if your heart posture is, how can I be a blessing? You'll send the phone call. You'll send the text message or make the phone call. You'll send the handwritten note. You'll do something. Because generosity will carry the person. You don't know the person walking out of Costco that you went over and said, can I help you with that? How that 15, 20 second interaction can carry them and say there's still hope in this world you don't know what impact your heart posture of doing something for someone will impact them but here is the part that is very important with it generosity has no strings attached as a matter of fact i would be as bold to say it this way if there are strings attached it's not generosity what was the definition of generous open-handed You ever try to fly a kite with an open hand? ain't going to happen. But again, because in society today, it's all about me. Ooh, if I'm nice to her, she's got weight. She might be able to get me the promotion. That wasn't generosity. There was a string attached. Some of us, as Christmas approaches, we're like, all right, we gotta make the shopping list. Oh, wait, hold on. Whoa, that person last year, they gave me a gift. That means I need to get them a gift this year. And we start thinking of stuff like that. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks of that, right? Like, like, oh my gosh, this person was like, "No, no, 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 be free. If the person loves you and decided to bless you and give you a thing, it's not because they're expecting anything back. And if it's because they were expecting something back, that's not a real relationship anyways. Because generosity is without strings. There's no strings attached to it. It's not I'm going to do this because then you're going to help me do this. That whole mentality of I scratch your back, you scratch my back, that's not in the Bible. God wants you to love people regardless. Think about this for a second. What can you do? not talk about you. What can I do that would ever match what God did for me? see that's why God loved me without strings attached Jesus died for everyone not everyone accepts it not everyone receives your generosity but don't stop being generous because of it don't let it hurt your heart posture don't let it hurt you from stopping you of fulfilling what God has called you to do because they're ungrateful or because they're X Y or Z you say God my heart posture is to honor you and be generous just because I'm going to be generous of my time. Oh, but I'm so busy. Yeah. But I know that you're worth it. I mean, have you ever met really busy people that make time for things? Or have you ever met anybody who doesn't even have a job? They don't have they don't do anything, but they got time for nothing? I'm so busy. What are you doing? Like you're walking around like this because your fingers hurt so much from all the texting and video games you're playing, right? (laughs) I remember saying years ago, there was gonna have to be a moment where surgeons were gonna have to start fixing fingers. And I think the time is there. There's people who are like, my dad dealt with carpal tunnel syndrome and stuff like that, like at 50 something years old. People are having it in their 20s now and even younger because of everything on a device. We're generous just because just because I can, because my heart posture is there, because there's no strings attached to it. I just loved you. And what happens, many times, people don't wanna receive generosity because they think, hmm, what do they want? What do they want? In my time in ministry, and I'm not that old, but I've been in ministry a long time, Sometimes the Lord opens doors for me to meet with people who I'm not their pastor. And I almost, I try hard to always tell them, hey, I want you to know something. I just want you to be in a good place. I'm not meeting with you with any strings attached. How are you doing? Are you okay? Because here's the thing. Generosity is not working on building your kingdom. Generosity is working on building the kingdom of God. And if my brother or my sister is hurting, they can't walk in the purpose God has for them. And you know who struggles or who hurts? The kingdom. And we've gotten to a place where we're trying to build too many individual kingdoms instead of building the kingdom. Why? Because of the lack of generosity more than money. And that's why I started by saying that we're going to talk about the value of generosity, but don't tune me out. It's not just your money. Because again, we all know that guy. Super, super wealthy. Walks everywhere on their elbows. (laughs) Ain't generous. I don't know if that translates well to English. In Spanish, camina con los codos. In English, it might translate well, but just in case. They're cheap. Sorry, I translated it and I looked around and some people that don't speak Spanish and they're looking at like, what does that mean? So I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's bring it up now. I got you, Joy, that's what it means, all right? They got it all! But they got no generosity. But when your heart posture is right, even like The widow with two mites. What did Jesus say? She gave more than the rich guy. Because the heart posture. So what's my challenge for you? Let God change your heart posture. To have a posture of generosity. And I I started by saying, you know, our church is known as a generous church. It's it's funny because I... I've gotten calls, from, like when there was hurricanes and we're down there helping people, I got calls from people in New York sending us donations to give down there. I have no idea how they heard about us. Constantly, because we're known for that. And I wanna actually share, what are some of the things that our church is plugged into or tied into that shows the heart posture? No strings attached. Some of these things that we've been doing for years and you guys probably don't even know about it. And, and, and so I have a few images. I wanna talk to you about these four specifically this morning. The first one is Jerusalem Institute of Justice, J-I-J. I encourage you to go to their website. This is an organization in Israel that fights in law. They've actually, in the last 17 years, won 25 cases before the Supreme Court. Because of their efforts over the last decade, prostitution just became illegal in Israel 18 months ago. This is somebody we partner with on a monthly basis. We don't know who's being blessed over there by it. There's no strings attached, but it's having an impact. Surge is a church planting ministry. This year alone, at the end of July, 200, I want to say the right number, 224 churches have been funded through church around the world. And more than those churches that were planted or funded, and let me explain to you what funding a church means. It means they have the finances for one full year. And at the end of the one year, the church should be able to be autonomous and self-standing. It is why the vision of discipleship rather than just sending a missionary. It costs over, upwards of $60,000 a year to maintain a missionary in a foreign country. Perhaps even more expensive right now. It could cost in certain parts of the, of the world $3,000 to plant a church for a year. But aside from those 224 churches, 2,547 pastors trained, ready to plant a church under their pastor or somebody else that they don't even need the funding, but they were trained to plant it. 2,500 churches this year across the globe. It's a global impact. There's no strings attached. But one day in heaven, some of you are going to meet somebody who says, you know, because you were a tither or a giver to that little church over there in Miami, and they were generous to the world where I came to Jesus. No strings attached, but out of generosity. One of my favorite places is Dorothy M. Wallace Cope Center. And this might rock some of you, and I'm okay with that. Dorothy M. Wallace Cope Center is one of two schools in Miami-Dade County Public Schools for girls who are pregnant or just had a baby. We are a community partner. As a matter of fact, I sit on their ESAC board. I go to monthly meetings. I go to different things of how the community can be involved with it. Pastor, you're supporting? Like, those girls aren't married. They they had a baby, at a wedlock. What are you doing? Yeah. Those girls said, yes, I will not kill the baby in my womb. I will have this baby. I will still finish school and better this life. And we help them. We get to go talk to the girls. We get to go talk to the staff. We get to pray with them, talk with them. I talk with their principal at least every other week or so, and we pray and how are you doing that is why because they are saying yes I, I had the opportunity to sit at a graduation that we took the, the girls that graduated we took them to, to to lunch and one of the girls sat right in front of me and she said when I got pregnant people told me to have an abortion because they said my life was ruined and over but that wasn't true I graduated right now. I'm going to nursing school after this. My baby's 18 months old. I think the baby was Miss Barbie. You were there with me and and talking about all these things. She says it was a lie. I had purpose. No strings attached. His house is another organization. We work as a matter of fact, if you're the thing, they had a back to school event. We couldn't go in person yesterday but we took care of sponsoring what we could. Why? So the kids can have an amazing opportunity today. Now, mark it on your calendars, we get to go back in person this year for Thanksgiving to our annual Thanksgiving His House event, okay? I'll tell you more about that during announcements later on. Those are some organizations that we work with, and it's funny because I tell all of them, whenever we donate things, we don't need credit. Please don't tag us, please, like we don't need it. We just want you to go and be a blessing. Aside from that, homeless care packages continually being done. Back to school, teacher appreciation, you name it, we're trying to find a ways to be a blessing and serve our community without any strings attached. As a matter of fact, probably 95% of whatever we've done into our community has not resulted in people coming to the church, but they're following Jesus. Thank you, God, because it's about your kingdom. It's about him. It's not with strings attached. How can you do this every day in your house? When you leave your house in the morning, don't take one cold bottle of water for you with to work. Take two. Now I'm not talking to you, Siri, stop talking. My watch (laughs) thought I was talking to it. That was a crazy watch. (laughs) Take two bottles of water. When you get to the traffic light and you see a homeless person, put down your window and say, hey, you know what? Jesus loves you. It's really hot. Here's a cold water. Buy some McDonald's gift cards and bless somebody and say, hey, you know what? Here, go get a hot meal look for the person like like hang out in the shopping center for for five minutes and see the little old lady that's pushing the 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 cart and, and and can't carry the water bottles and say can i put that into the car for you find a way to show people without any strings attached that god hasn't forgotten about them that jesus loves them that he is there for them and he sent you to help them out that's the heart posture heart posture of how can I be the blessing? God has blessed me. I have health. I can pick up the box of water. Let me help you that can't. I've got situations. Things are happening, but I can still smile at you and say it's going to be okay because Jesus loves you. So I challenge you. Let your heart posture worship team come to the altar let your heart posture be transformed and changed by looking at the fact that without any strings attached I'm a blessing to people because God has blessed me and be encouraged and reminded it's more than what you can do with money It's the way you talk to people look at people love on people smile at people give of your time of your talents of your giftings there's so much we can do to show generosity but it starts with the posture of your heart willing to be used by god so why are we generous just because